Coach Taku. Making anime your new life coach. Hello and happy Friday, Coach Talk listeners. This is Mary and I'm here with a very special guest today. And it's none other than Jason Frizzell. He's a business and leadership coach. And Jason is a really good friend, colleague, all around like badass mofo. (laughs) (laughs) Too kind, too kind. (laughs) And Jason, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. um, So like you said, my name is Jason. I... Um, a business and leadership coach. I also have my own podcast, which Mary has been on with her partner, Christina, late last year. I am um, a personal brand strategist as well for a company called Brand Builders Group. So that's one of the things I do on the side. And then more importantly, I'm a dad. I got two kids. I live in Brooklyn, married to a great wife. And uh, we also, because we're crazy, we have two kids and we have a puppy. So those are the important things to know about me as we get into the podcast episode for today, at least as far as I can tell. Jason hasn't mentioned this. He's also a hardcore gamer, hence why he's mm. on the show, <laughs> hence why he's on yes. the show today. <laughs> and we're actually going to be talking about one uh, one of the games that was actually suggested by a listener. We're really excited to cover it. It's a JRPG, and it's Near Automata. I don't, I don't know. Is that how you pronounce it? I'm not really sure. Yeah. Cause I was like, I'm not so American. I'm like automa automata, but I think you're right. It's probably auto. How automata? Did you say it? Automata. That sounds, and it's, it's, it's by Square Enix, which is a Japanese company. So that would make a lot more sense. It's a very Japanese game. Very Japanese game. So here's the synopsis. If you haven't played, it takes place in a dystopian society and it's actually, it doesn't include many humans. It's really focused around this Android society and robots. And they're at war with each other because at some point in the past, robots took over the earth and then androids were created to fight the robots and fight for humanity. Did I cover that, Jason? I think that's right. The only thing I would add is I was looking this up on Wikipedia. It supposedly takes place in 11529. So like a lot, like 9,000 years from now on earth though. So on earth, like our planet. And I didn't know that at all. Cause I don't think they actually, maybe they cover that in the game, but I, yeah, but I think that's right. Yeah. It's, um, so it's kind of a, a classic good versus evil story, at least when it starts, but then it gets much more complex from there. Yeah. So Jason, I'm, I'm really curious, uh, before we get into the coaching conversation of it, just thoughts, impressions, what did you think about playing the game? I mean, it's so, it has so much, it has so many layers to it, this game. Yeah. Yeah. I, so it's interesting. I played it originally when it came out in 2014 and I didn't beat it because I didn't pay attention to the story. And without the story, it's kind of like a, it's a pretty average game. And then when I, when we got ready for this episode and we decided we're going to play it uh, again, and I paid a lot more attention to like what's actually going on here. It's really fascinating. It's phenomenal writing. 
the characters are really complex. The main character is really complex. And I like sci-fi. So it's a really interesting sci-fi story with a lot of, like a lot of, um, it's the word I'm looking for. It's got a lot of, it's got, it's got a ton of depth to it. And the first time I played through it, I was like, oh, I'm going to just like go through and just mash buttons and just like run around and do the thing. Um, yeah. So I, it's a, it's a great game. I believe it won a lot of awards. It's, it's, they remade it. The auto, autumn. Autotum, automata. I can't remember. I'm so used to saying autom- automata or whatever, but I think they remade it or they, they've re-released it with some additional content or like the definitive version of it recently, which is the one that I played. Yeah, I think I, I loved, I actually love the visuals of this game because it's such a stark contrast. So when the the androids are in space in their ship, um, it's very black and white and you have like these beautiful dark and white contrast that you can look at and it's very sparse and then on earth you get the richness of greens and forests and colors but still like the androids are their uniforms are black and white their skins are really like pale so they're in stark contrast to everyone else which i think is also part of good visual storytelling just like Mm -hmm. this separation i agree with all that so The coaching conversation that we want to bring to this story is actually a really interesting one because as I was playing, I was struck by the purpose that drives all these characters and how their purpose is really dictated to them. And we're going to go into that in a little bit more, but Jason, like I've done, Christina and I have done a few episodes around life purpose. And I think one of them was around one punch man so if you haven't checked that one out go back to it because it's a lot of fun what is it one punch man you'd actually like that anime we'll talk about it later it's an anime yeah mary mary knows just i'm gonna out you right now mary knows that i know almost nothing about anime i know a lot about video games and almost nothing about anime so i will take your recommendations and any audience recommendations as well because i'm open to learning more yeah, and don't worry, we'll make sure that we give your contact info at the end so that people know where to send the suggestions. <laughs> yeah, send me this, your suggestions, please. Um, but going back to Nier, um, so it's so life purpose, like Christine and I have done a lot of episodes, a few episodes on life purpose. So I'm curious what your definition from a coaching perspective is on life purpose and how mm-hmm. that kind of complements or contrasts to what Christina and I have shared. Yeah, well, I would never want to contrast what you and Christina have because I'm sure it's probably much better than what I have. But yeah, I see life purposes. Um, my guess is that we share this, but it's the thing that either you're created here to do. So if you believe in a higher power, that be God or universe, or you know, if you're a Star Wars person, like the Force, and like what's the thing you're here for? Um, it's not, and I. And so the other side of that would be, it's something that you kind of actualize into and subconsciously you take your strengths, the things you're good at, the things you enjoy. And you're like, this is a thing I should do. I'm um, not that I should do life purpose though, is not a job. It's not like my life's purpose is to be a podcaster. It's like, what does podcasting give you access to my, uh, my life's purpose is not to, um, to get be a construction worker. Okay. What does being construction worker give you access to? Maybe it's creation. Maybe it's like physicality. It's like, what's the thing that you're here to do? And there's, I also believe life's purpose. There's a lot of ways to access it. It's, so it's not just around what you do or how you show up, but it's like the thing that's greater than that. And then there's actually quite a few paths to get in, to get fulfillment by living it, learning it, leaning into that. 
Yeah, it's a pretty cool concept when you think about it as not, it's not something that you do, it's something that you just are. It's your way yeah. of being. Yeah. And um, both Jason and I, as Christine and many of the other coaches that have been guests on the show, we're all uh, trained in ontological coaching and we're all trained by accomplishment coaching. So we use the same tools and we have a very specific one that we use to identify life purpose. And Jason, I think it may be fun if we just share our own for the yeah. purposes of this combo. So what's your life purpose? What what did well, you come up with? I was going to offer ladies first. Right. <laughs> So my life purpose is infinite. <laughs> infinite. Oh, I'm curious about that. Uh, which actually is, lends itself very well to the conversation about near, because as we'll talk about the endings, it feels like they're infinite. Uh, mine is creation. Yeah. And so these, these words sound super broad, right? It's not a job. You can't do anything with them. But what infinite gives me access to is just there are many possibilities and many ways that life can go. And there are many ways that I can make contributions. So for me, like when I think about that, it just makes me happy and it brings me a lot of joy to know that there isn't just one set path, but many set paths that I could follow and contribute by. I'm laughing because I'm picturing you in a job interview. They're like, why are you the best person for the job? You're like, infinite. They're like, I don't know what to do with it. What are, what are the things you bring to the table, Mary? I'm really organized and I'm very strategic. Infinite. <laughs> I'm infinitely organized. <laughs> infinitely organized. You need to give me some of that. I'm infinitely organized. <laughs> well, what about you, Jason? Like, what does creation give you access to? Um, yeah, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I have a podcast as well, and that's a really, um, really easy example of when I'm leaning into my creation, which is just for me is I'm getting creative. Like, so just say, I'm not an artist. I don't relate to myself as an artist. I play music, but I'm not somebody who paints or writes, or it's just not something I enjoy doing. So for me, creation is not necessarily being like a creative in like the arts format. It's more, what am I coming up with that's that's new? And so that's why I look at it, which I do my best work when I'm reinventing something or I'm creating something different, creating something new, iterating on it. That's what gives me access to my life's purpose. Yeah. So thanks for sharing, Jason. And the reason that I think it's it's fascinating to bring these into this conversation on years because we look at uh, our, our players, you know, 2B, 9S, um, and they have one purpose, one purpose only. And they didn't choose this. They were given the purpose. And they're like, your mission is to destroy all the robots and save humanity. Yeah. That's it. No questions asked. So we started off playing with 2B, who's this female android, and she's super badass. I mean, any weapon that you give her, she's like martial artist in the making. She's a very good fighter. She is, and she looks awesome fighting too. It's like visually, visually stunning. Um, But she doesn't really question destroy the robots. You know, she just goes and destroys all the robots in sight. And her partner, 9S, is often the one that has a little bit more pause. And it's like, hey, did you notice how that robot had emotions? Like they felt sad. And what's that about? 
And even goes at one point, you see that there's more character development. He's like, oh, can you call me nines? Because my friends call me nines. Yeah, and yeah. it's fascinating because I was like, what friends? You know, like, where, like what, where is this coming from? Because when you think about it, androids are also robots. And so it's like, it, it's kind of like a contradiction that robots are fighting robots. It's just like, what side are you on and what are you fighting for? And they don't really question that. They're just going with the flow. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I want to actually define for the audience, or I want to get your opinion, because I, I, as you were speaking, how do we delineate between androids and robots? Because then androids are robots. And the way I see it, though, is they're, the androids are created by the humans in the game, and the ro- robots were created by, I believe, other robots. Or it's like if you've seen Terminator, it's kind of like Skynet ends up building the Terminators because... They're self-serving and the androids are just, so that's the difference in the game for the audience is that the androids are built by humans to save humanity. The robots are built by, and I forget the name of the system or like the, the creators. Yeah, it's true. But you know, what's interesting to me is that nobody challenges that. They're just like, we're androids. This is our mission. We're going to follow through, kill, 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 shoot, shoot, shoot. <clears throat> and then once Nine asks them to be actually on earth exploring, they run into all of these really weird instances where they go into the desert I think was the first one where it happened mm-hmm. and from a purpose of just hey go kill the robots they're faced with these robots that are like oh android scary and they're talking about fear and emotions and they actually run into this little community that has um that has babies and they're like love and protect and you want they want to die for their baby robots which is just yeah. bizarre. And you're like, what's yeah, happening bizarre. here? Yeah. Like, wait, I thought I was playing a game where I'm going to kill robots. There's wait, there's emotions here. No, no emotion in video games needed. Yeah. And as the player, you don't really have an option as to whether you destroy the robot or not. In, in some scenes, you just have right. to be playing as the character. So it's just like, we're just going to kill them. <laughs> there's no other option in order to beat the level. You just follow with your purpose. And I think, Jason, what was interesting to me is that from that point of view, there are so many consequences <laughs> to this story yes. because it wasn't chosen. They don't think about it. They just do it. And as a result, it just lands in this tragic circle of destruction each time. And so my question is, like, if they could have actually chosen their own life purpose, something that was maybe a little bit more more empowering maybe by choice maybe you know after they saw the world and said hey like let's create our own life purpose here maybe i don't have Mm -hmm. to destroy like what would actually what would have actually changed for them and from a coaching perspective i'm curious what you see for any one of these characters jason i think the first one the first thing that comes to mind is the idea of you said of choice of getting into a situation and making a choice about what they want to do. And this happens later in the game, right? You do get to make choices as the characters, but uh, making a choice. And also instead of doing the thing that's automatic is you get to make a choice that's aligned with what you're, what they actually were there to do, not what they're told to do. I just want to say, like, I think this is something that we suffer from and as humans, as well as we're as kids, we're told, we're told to do a lot of things like, Hey, like you got to start studying, you got to do this, got to do that. And for a lot, I think the, the parallels for how um, we go to school and then we go to college and we go and 
most people do most people's first few jobs out of college. I don't know any people that are like, yeah, my first job out of college was the thing I knew I was here to do. And it was like an expression of my life's purpose. It's like the thing you have to do because you're told this is the right way to do it. So I, I think there would have been a, a more expression and the ability for, um, for them to, at the end of the day, it's all about choice. <clears throat> you know, Jason, you bring up a good point because what's coming to me is that by them not having choice in their purpose, they're actually super reactive to the circumstances yeah. around them. Yeah. And you're right, because I mean, when we put this into just our our world outside of near, um, a lot of us are very reactive to the things around us. Less often are we really proactive around around our lives, around our circumstances. And we don't even realize sometimes that we have choice and that there is a way that we can have things go differently, which I think yeah, is yeah. what coaching really helps with in, in a sense, you know, like really, can, yeah. like really living your life by design. Um, you know, what do you want to create out of your life and where do you see yourself and what goals do you have that you want to realize, you know, and it actually puts power back in your hands. And in this game, like there's very little, <laughs> very little of that. Yeah. Right? But kind of sad, I think, because I, when I look at nines, I see so much possibility for him. Like he was probably He's one nines of nines now. So you call him nines because it's what he wants to be called. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. you know, that's a, yeah, he's he like chose that, you know, gotta empower yeah. the choices that these characters make when they make them. <laughs> gotta yeah. reinforce. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, so yeah, but like I see nines as you know, playing with the baby robots, you know, like building part of the community. Like he has so many resources, intelligence that I actually see him like building this this world and in collaboration with all the robots that are on earth yeah you know with a different life purpose other than yeah. killing robots yeah. yeah other than killing robots other than killing his own arguably like technically killing like his own race of people yeah or race of not people but robots yeah because they're not so robots. different yeah they're not so different yeah. And, you know, there's some really fun moments in the game. Like, I think one of, okay, my favorite one, Jason, is the, the amusement park. Oh, of course. It's amazing. <clears throat> I mean, can we just talk about that scene for two minutes? Because it was so much fun. Like, you see them come into this, <laughs> to this night. Well, I got there at nighttime and the carnival is on and the, all these robots are dancing and celebrating and there's fireworks. And you're like, what is happening here? And <laughs> you really see how these, this, you know, group of entities is really trying to build a life and has really developed feelings of celebration and happiness and joy. It's just like looking to create something for themselves in this really stark, dark world. Yeah. Yeah. I, I killed some of those robots. <laughs> I think I may, because you get a choice, right? Like I, I definitely, they didn't all survive. <laughs> what about yeah, you? I couldn't kill them. They were just dancing. I was like, you know what? If they attack, I'll attack back, but I can't kill them. They're just having a good time. They're just dancing. What about the roller coaster? Isn't the roller coaster part you have to attack those robots? Yeah. Yeah. So there's parts where you have to. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I mean, but the, so what's interesting is that once you get to the roller coaster scene, 
even before you enter one of the robots stops you and they're like yeah those are bad robots they're corrupt like stay away they're dangerous i didn't catch that yeah and and after you you, have to go in there yeah and after you beat it though they're all celebrating some of the robots are like they're oh my god thank you so much for getting rid of that bad robot (laughs) you know we were scared to go there yeah that's funny yeah so you can see how they're um they're actually developing independent thought and here are to be a nine s thrown into the middle of this really asking themselves hey what's up (laughs) like what's going on here and jason what was the moment for you that you were like what's really like when when did you start questioning like the bigger story um i think when you get to the village and then one of the quests is you go back and you like trade an oil filter or something do you remember this and you realize that there's actually on earth there's actually like um relationships going on there and so like whatever the command from on and i forget yohora is the name of the right yohora is the yohora Y-O-H-R-A. That's the name of the human organization. Yeah. Right. Yohora. Mm-hmm. And then 9S and 2B are, or 9, sorry, and 2B are can, like part of the Yohora army, right? Yorha yeah. or whatever, pronounce it. Is that you realize on the on earth, they like don't actually agree with that because you're like trading materials and like, yeah, they, I'm going to give you this thing and we're going to give them this thing back. I was like, oh, wait, I was like, oh, wait, this isn't really about killing robots anymore. This is about, there's something different here. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then as the story progresses, you just find more moments like that where you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. What's happening? <laughs> yeah. And do we really need to kill all these cute little robots? <laughs> yeah, because the robots don't, they're not scary looking. At, the little ones are not scary at all. No. And even the big ones sometimes, like you see them dressed with in like human clothing. They have little capes and hats on. And you're like, they're just just hanging out. Just hanging know, out. There's one of them that has a wig, you know, with two braids. There's one with lipstick in the in there, the really yeah, yeah. In the little forest village, there's one that's wearing like red lipstick, and you're like, I can't shoot her. See, this is a good example where Mary's Mary's um life purpose of infinite, she has infinite attention to detail that I'm like, wait, lipstick and braids? No, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, like, I think it's a cool conversation to bring just because from a place where each one of these characters actually could have chosen a life purpose, maybe for nines, it was connection, you know, because you see how he yearns to understand or maybe curiosity because he really questions the world around him. And that could have actually given him a more proactive approach to gameplay, like it didn't have to end with, at least in the first arc, inevitably it ends with, and this is a spoiler alert, with the death of to be and not in 9S. Like, yeah. And then the story restarts again. Yeah. And you think, hey, if they actually had a choice in purpose, if they actually could have created something out of curiosity or connection or maybe for um, to be, it would have been something around like strength and leadership, power. <laughs> Because that girl has power. Yeah. Then how would have the story changed? And I think the brilliance of this game is that it makes you question that, not just for the game, but also for yourself. And it's like, and it ends, I think even in the last, so it's multiple endings, but I think. Uh, 27, I believe. (laughs) Don't be intimidated. I have never, I have not seen all 27, but it's an insane amount of endings. 
Thank you, Jason. <laughs> yeah, so multiple endings, but I think it leaves you asking, hey, I think I think the reason that there's so many multiple endings is because it really gives you the chance to say, there are so many ways that this could go differently if only yeah. we make different choices. You know, like there is hope for them. And I think continuously, it's just an open conversation. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting. Just the general concept of choice in um, in video games is the choice in video games is usually um, especially in rpgs you always have choices and then like i think like niar just took like just kind of blew up the model a little bit where you have like a ton of choice once you get in once you get far enough into it and you start to learn some things but yeah really cool Yes, Jason. So we're reaching towards the end of this episode. So any last closing thoughts, feelings, sensations you had after playing this game? <laughs> um, I'm glad I went. I'm glad you inspired me to go back and play it again, because I remember it as just like an action game. Again, like my attention to details, not um, this is probably like my personality. I'm going to pound through it. I'm going to do the thing. So I would I would highly recommend it to anybody who's interested in. It's, it's a great combination of action and story. So my thoughts and feelings by decision, one, recommend it wholeheartedly. Um, two, don't do what I did the first time and pay attention to the story. So that is my thoughts on it. And then body sensations. Uh, no, I have a PS5. So the only body sensation would be my thumbs. You know, it'd be sore, except like I'm a, I'm a big gamer. So like I'm well-practiced. So I don't have any body sensations on it, but I'm, I, yeah, I want to thank you for inspiring me to play it again. Yeah. And look, thank you for playing it with me. This is a huge, like I said, I mean, we covered a part of the first arc in this episode and this has so many different options, so many different layers. So if there's a specific lens that you want us to have a conversation through, please let us know. I'm sure I can enroll Jason to coming back for another episode to talk about this. Only if, only if um, we can also talk about Dark Souls or Bloodborne, because then- we that that's like a three to four hour conversation with me though. So like we'd have, we'd have to break that up into probably like 10 episodes. I know that Christina is really excited to cover these with you. So we'll definitely we'll put those on there. <laughs> yeah, speaking of choice. So and names. Jason, um, where can people find you if they're interested in like uh, learning more about you, giving yeah. you suggestions for yeah. <laughs> for animated yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, hit me up. Um, you can just hit my website. It's just Jason Frizzell. Uh, I'm sure this will be on the title. It's just my name at .com. If you want to message me suggestions, I would love that. You can find me on Instagram at Jason T. Frizzell. Hit me with your anime suggestions. I know, I know you and Christina have a very loyal fan base who likely has all sorts of suggestions. And I have almost, I know almost nothing about anime. So I would love to get suggestions. Um, I'm especially looking for suggestions that I could watch my five-year-old. So if it's like ultra violent or something, probably going to wait on that a little bit, but if there's something that we could watch together, I would love that. Yeah. Connect with me there. And then, um, yeah, you can email me at Jason at Jason Frizzell. Those are Those are the easiest, easiest ways to connect with me. Jason is a brilliant leadership business coach. He's also done some consulting and would love if you can just share your podcast as well for people who are interested in checking it out. Yeah, it's called Talking to Cool People with Jason Frizzell. And it is a not specific to coaching. It's not specific to video games, although I kind of want to do some episodes. I want to get some gamers on. 
I, um, it's a long form interview podcast where I talk to people about everything. So if you ever listen to Dak Shepard's podcast or Mark Maron's WTF, Mark Maron, it's a long form interview podcast where I just bring on people that I find interesting and we have cool conversations and get to know my guests and that's it. So I'd love if you'd listen in. And if you're interested in being a guest, I would love to hear that too. Especially for any of you, any of you gamers or anime people out there, I'd love to have you on my show. Cause I haven't, haven't really hit that niche um, with guests yet other than uh, Mary and Christina. So I would love to love to be introduced to you. You heard it here. Any anime right here. gamers are interested in being a podcast, hit Jason up and let him yes. know. Yes. Jason, thanks so much for being here. And thank you, Coach Sackle listeners. As always, we are also open to any suggestions, feedback, DMs that you have with um, any new animes, anime videos, films, games. Um, thank you so much. And until next time. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for watching this episode of Coach Taku. For subscribing so you never miss a new episode. Have an idea for an episode or show you'd love us to discuss? DM us on our Insta, Coach Taku Pod, C-O-H-C-H-T-A-C-U-P-O-D, or email us at coachtakupod at gmail.com. Love your wonderful host. In that case, you can follow me, Christina, at Roar on Instagram. And you can follow Mary at Mary, M-E-R-Y dot The Nerdy Coach. Thanks so much. Catch you in the next one.